When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, welcome back to Mornings with Adam Peacock. Well, I'm just about to talk to a coach who I'm not sure had to say anything to his team last night apart from that was very good, well done, enjoy the win. The Sydney Kings absolutely belted the Brisbane Bullets last night and joining us on the line right now is Sydney Kings coach Chase Buford. Uh, Chase, morning, mate. It has to be a very good morning after that. Yeah, it's a, it's a great morning. We had a, a good game. Sorry, good morning to you, Adam, as well. Um, no, we, we had a, a good game. Guys played well. Uh, you talked about didn't have to say much. I think my coaches were getting on me saying it was the most I'd sat during a game all year. But, um, <laughs> no, it was just a, it was a, one of those games where things go right. It was fun to do. And then we had a, a nice team dinner afterwards. So, yeah, all good on our front. Yeah, when you get back to the locker room after the game, um, do you just walk in and just give a few pats on the back and say, keep it up and walk out again? Or do you get into any great detail about how good you guys were? No, I think, you know, you, you can't linger too long. We'll have the film review and we'll, we'll touch on the good and bad from the game. But yeah, I love just told the guys how proud I was of them. Derek was terrific, especially defensively. And yeah, now we move on to the next. What um what was so good? What was so good about the performance at at either end of the court? Yeah, I think our defense was really solid, especially after that first quarter. Or so um, gave them too much at the rim, and then we really closed that off, and we're able to get stops and when we get stops we can really get out and run which is I think what we're probably known for and when we're at our best is when we're playing fast and playing in transition so the defense led to a, a good offensive night for sure. Uh, the standings you're on top of the standings at the moment so is that a true reflection of where you're at you're, you're 16 and 5 you're your nearest opponent of Cairns at 14 and 7 um, so it, basically a two-game gap there is is that reflective of, of what's happening this season or is there more to come or is it slightly misleading? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think we're, we're a really good team. You, you look back at our season, we played 21 games and 21 times we've had the lead in the fourth quarter. Now we squandered that five times and that's way too many for a team like us, but um, still have us up at top of the standings. I think we're, we're really now kind of starting to find our rhythm and hopefully we can keep pushing towards the playoffs. What, um, what's the next week look like? After a win like that, do you, I don't know, do you reward your team or do you just say business as usual, uh, show up uh, next practice and into it? No, I think one of the things we do really well is we just stay consistent. You know, win or lose, we come back, we watch the film, we try to learn from it, and, and we just practice. You know, we're pretty consistent in our practice schedule and plans. We do a lot of the same things and try to work on our habits, and that's what we'll do the next you know, we'll travel home today, do that the next couple of days, preparing for Illawarra, and then go play them on Sunday. Hawks is always fun. There's a bit of a rivalry there, the, the big brother, little brother mentality. You're expecting them to, to come at you pr pretty hard? For sure. I think this will be my 10th game against the Hawks in two years, and every single one's been a pretty good basketball game. So we're fired up to, to play them. We know it's always going to be a, a feisty rivalry. They got, you know, They've had a tough break with injuries, but they've got a bunch of young players who are fired up about their opportunities, and Tyler Harvey's kicking butt and frolling as well. So we'll have to be ready and fired up for sure. Uh, 
crowds are awesome at the moment, NBL. I think over the summer period, and it's really worked, you obviously had that Christmas Day game as well, which was something different. Are you, I won't say surprised, but what do you make of, of what the this NBL season is developing into now that, um, you know, the the pandemic is looks like it's in the rear vision mirror and, and sporting teams can get fans into their building or to into their stands um, how they see fit? Yeah, it's been great. I think I read that we're the only code in the country that's um, back to pre-pandemic numbers in terms of attendance in the games and actually surpassing those. I think it speaks a lot about the, the quality of the league and the, the quality of the competition and um, just the good product that it, it's become. And it's great to see, you know, even in Brisbane last night, they, they're struggling and there was a good crowd and a bunch of Kings fans. It's just, it's great to see everywhere you, you look that there's people in the building and, and people excited and interested about the league. I mean, your life has been basketball. Your family's life has been basketball. Has it, it shocked you in any way, shape or form what the, the basketball culture is down here after a couple of years down here now? Oh, I don't think it shocked me. It's, it's, it's a great culture, you know, from the, boomers on down to the youth programs it's i really enjoy the, the setup of australian basketball i think it's great for development for for kids and all the way on up but um yeah basketball around uh, basketball around the world is, is it's taken off and it's it's fun to see it growing in so many different markets we're with uh, chase buford the the sydney kings coach is pretty happy after the kings built the uh, brisbane bullets last night 116 to 67 and news going around today uh chase i don't know if you've seen it that um nick kyrgios is apparently in advanced talks the tennis player uh to join the ownership group of the southeast melbourne phoenix um what do you make of that development um yeah i saw that it's you know again good for the league more big names obviously phoenix have a a star-studded uh ownership group but at the end of the day i don't think it's going to change the quality of the product on the court or anything like that too much probably just could be business as usual for them as well why do you reckon um nba players like john wall zach randolph he's their names have been loped in with this ownership crew but why do you think that people like that are getting involved in the nbl i know I mean, chris middleton a guy i used to work with the bucks he's a you know part owner of the bullets too i think yeah um athletes in general are excited to become owners and realizing what power ownership provides, whether it's heck the pickleball league in America right now, you see all the owners are athletes almost. And um, I think players are now also in a position or, or athletes are now in a position where they're able financially to, to make those type of investments. And um, it's just, it's good to see those type of people in charge that, you know, the, the competitive athletes that want to be involved in the teams as well. It- I'm guessing as a as a coach, you, and I'm not going to try and get you into trouble here with your owners or whatever. But if there's a player who's an owner, there's a bit more understanding, wouldn't there be, from a from someone who's been there, done that, rather than some businessman who thinks they know everything? Well, we've got a nice balance in our group where we've got a couple former players in Andrew Bogut and, and Luke Longley who provide that um, player perspective or, or you know been there perspective and then we've got two great business people or a few great in paul smith paul kind and robin denholm and their family and so we've just got a nice balance in our group of business and, and basketball and it's a, a really collaborative effort on our decision making geez that was well said <laughs> 
just looking <laughs> looking after your owners and making sure that you say nice things about them. Hey. You're a smart man, Chase. You're a smart man. They, uh, <laughs> they still pay my bills at the end of the day. So. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Hey, um, just with your upbringing as well, just want to touch on that in, in your coaching experience. I was, I was reading last night that you started like at the very bottom when it comes to coaching is, is like pouring over tape and things like that. What was that experience like for you? Yeah, I mean, you say at the bottom, I started as a video intern with the Atlanta Hawks and, and Coach Budenholzer. Um, you know, I was very fortunate to, to get an opportunity like that, obviously. My dad, being in basketball, played a big role. But, um, yeah, the chance to, to get to see that from, you know, you, you, you don't learn near anywhere as much as you do watching film. And getting to cut up thousands of hours of film over a few years really gave me a good base. And then getting to coach in the G League was a great opportunity to continue to grow my um, coaching acumen, so to speak. And, yeah, I've just been really lucky to have a bunch of great opportunities um, in the game of basketball. And, obviously, my dad's played a huge role in that. So, So you literally had to basically look at every practice, every game, look for anything that you could find, and then it might have been relevant, might not have been relevant to the coaches who, who needed that film. Oh, for sure. And most of it probably isn't relevant, but you got to go pour through it all and find the good and help them, you know, present the best scout or whatever it is to the team. And, you know, Coach Budenholzer is probably as good of a film coach as there is in the NBA. So as he came up through the video room as a video coordinator with the Spurs 30 years ago. So, um, yeah, really fortunate to, to learn from some of the people I've gotten to learn from and um, the opportunity, again, just to do the work over a few years to, to get that base to go forward. Have you got a film intern at the the Sydney Kings? For sure, yeah. We got Gus Henskins. He's doing a great job. His dad's uh, actually minister sport for New South Wales, Alistair Henskins. So, um, but no, Gus does a terrific job for us. He's always on point. You know, we had a great one last year in Lockie Lonergan. He went on to be a assistant coach for the Illawarra Hawks. So, um, we love to see guys you know move up and move on in their roles, and that was a great reward for him. Oh, good. Well, mate, you've uh, you've got a plane to catch back from Brisbane. It's going to be a happy little uh, happy little group going through the airport, I think, and, and travelling back to Sydney and preparing for the next game against the Illawarra Hawks. Chase Buford, thanks for joining us on SEN, and well done on the win last night. Um, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. No worries. Chase Buford, the uh, Sydney Kings coach. And um, don't forget that uh, on Sunday, Illawarra Hawks, Kudos Bank Arena, another big crowd expected. It will be a special double header clash at Kudos Bank with uh, the Sydney Flames playing Townsville Fire from 1.30 before the Freeway Series game against the Hawks at 4pm. Tickets selling fast at just $22 for adults and 48 for families from Ticker Tech. Let's pack the queue in Sydney. The Sydney Kings flying.